0: Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast, the podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric, hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. a steel horse, I ride. right, I'm a Husky, Husky for an FC 450, God, I'm a good singer. Welcome in everybody to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Race Tech. How are you guys doing out there? Hopefully you guys are doing well. Excited, pumped up, just got back from uh, testing this sucker. Lots of information. I'm going to break it down for you. But first things first, let's pay some bills. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one-stop shop for the guys and ladies out there because they're trusted. That's right. One-stop shop. Free three-day shipping over $75. You guys should be going to keferinktesting.com, clicking on the RMATVMC banner right now, and that does us a huge favor. Yes, it does gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing and lets them know that you like this show and, you know, sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes we have a good time here and we can let loose over here on the Kiefer Tested Podcast. So thank you guys for doing that, that have been doing that, uh, been seeing that, and thank you very much. FXR Racing, you want to get a code? KKMX35 five. will save you 35% off FXR gear. If you want to get the Helium, the Revo, if you're an off-road guy, they got off-road gear. And if you're a lady... I got a special code for you that I'm not going to let it out here, but you can email me, Chris, at KeeferIncTesting.com, and I will get you that code, and we'll get you on down the the moto path of some freshness. That's right, freshness. That's what I call this gear. There's a lot of cool stuff over there for FXR, uh, for women at FXR Racing. So go check them out. Racetech, racetech Racetech.com. Go get your suspension serviced or valve, or you want your engine done. Andrew over there does awesome engine work. We're doing a CRF250R project right now, so that'll be fun with Racetech. Sales at Racetech.com is the email, and the code is Kiefer to save 10%, maybe a little bit more if you're nice. And uh, use the guys over at Racetech. They're great. And hey, you need an MRI? Robert Kong, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. You're in the Southern California area. He can help you out. No bullshit. No long lines and nothing. Robert, take care of you. Uh, again, Aiden just had a MRI on his shoulder. We were in and out. Lunchtime, gone. Done. Easy peasy. So Robert Kong, Mission Imaging. Thanks to all of our 2022 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop. Tires, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works. That's right. You guys want a Decal Works discount, hit me up. Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. There's some key for ink Testing graphics that Decal Works has done. And we got a discount to dress up your motorcycle. That's right. Decal Works is the official graphic sponsor of our show. And ink Testing, And, of course, Lit Pro. Our guys over at Lit Pro just keeps me on my toes with my kid. Uh... I don't know what if I should thank LitPro or be pissed off at him because some days I'm really happy because I'm faster than Aiden. Other days I'm slower and I'm really trying my ass off, and he has proof that he beat me. So it goes both ways, but it's nice to be held accountable, nice to download all of your sessions when you ride, and you can get your friends on there. You can compare lap times. It's just a cool device if you guys want a discount on a LitPro Pro. As always, with any of my sponsors, hit me up, Chris, at com, and I'm happy to help you out. Again, as you guys know, it's the 2022 FC Husqvarna FC 450 Rockstar Edition today. We were out at Glen Helen. We also did the 250. That show will be up next week. We'll talk about that. I had two gentlemen, Gary Sutherland and Eddie Larratt, with me. Both of these guys are bigger dudes. Uh, Gary's about 200 pounds. Eddie's about 230, about 6'2". Gary's about 5'10", 200 pounds. And, of course, I'm about a buck seventy at about 6 foot. Uh, so we rode the new Rockstar Edition. If you guys listened or watched anything the past month or so on the KTM, everything is the same on the Husqvarna Rockstar Edition. So there is nothing that you guys out there are going to be like, oh, is there anything different? Yes, small things like there is a shock cover. That's what I like to call it. There's a little cover that goes over the shock adjustment area on the Husqvarna. KTM doesn't have that. Pro Taper bars are on the Husqvarna. Uh, The KTM doesn't come with Pro Taper bars. I don't know why, but they just don't. So I'm a fan of Pro Tapers. And of course, the color scheme, the seat cover is a little bit different. And with this year, with the Rockstar Edition, they come with stock mufflers. I'm sure next year's version will come with an FMF. And uh, the KTM will come with a Kropovich but nonetheless, uh, settings are the same from the suspension. Subframe is the same. The only thing different about the Husqvarna subframe is that it has uh, little hand cutouts for your hand to put your bike on the stand, which is actually quite nice. I like that. The KTM doesn't really have that large of an opening, and I like that. Also, you get a different side cover. You can get a vented cover. You can get a closed-off cover. Uh, of course, DID wheels, dirt uh, Dirtstar um, rims and different hubs, a good chain, guts, ribbed seat that'll eat your ass up. Uh, But otherwise, it is the closest it has ever been to a factory edition KTM. And I know the guys over there do not like to compare themselves with one another, but let's call a spade a spade. This is why we played. I'm wanted, dead or alive. Because uh, it's a steel horse that I ride, for one, steel frame. You guys are liking that, right? And no matter what, what we can sit here and say, oh, it's a different bike. It's basically the same bike more than ever. At least last year's version, we could sit here and say, no, it's not the same bike, and it didn't feel the same because the subframe was different as well as the swing arm, but now that's the same. Also, you can bolt a 250, 450, 350 next year, 23 edition, into this frame, they're all going to share the same mounting points, the same um, engine mounts, all of that is going to be the same. So it's pretty much it's a universal frame for all of the FC models. Once the 2023s hit, that will be the deal. So right now you can put up a uh, Rockstar Edition 250 and a Rockstar Edition 450, swap engines out of the frame, and they'll mount right up. So there, uh, there's some little tidbit Uh, For you right there. And also, just uh, so you guys want to know, I don't know how many people or media have been talking about weights, like how much this bike has gained since the new uh, generation chassis and engine came out. So I just weighed, took the scales out the other day in the shop, and weighed uh, this machine. And it is a total of seven pounds heavier than last year's version. Wow. So I was thinking about four pounds. But in total, it's almost 7 pounds. Uh, Granted, the clamps are a little bit heavier. You have a skid plate that's about a pound and almost a pound and a half. A discard. So if you dropped uh, at least the skid plate and the discard, you're about 2.5 pounds down um, than where you were. So basically, the 2023 versions will be about almost 5 pounds heavier than the older models. So just FYI. And that is always, not always, a bad thing. People always, uh, I don't say people, MXA always freaks out about weight. And it's cool to have those numbers and look at them. And just like dyno charts, it's nice to have, right? But for me, with a little bit of weight, as long as it's in the proper areas, there is some upsides to that. I think the older generation frame could have stand to be a little bit stiffer, which this one is, and it could stand it to be a little bit heavier. It was pretty light, and I did get some twitchiness on lean angle from last year's chassis. This year's chassis on the Husqvarna is much better. So with a little bit of weight comes stability. And also with stability, you can enter corners better just because you might think, oh, I got more stability. My my bike's going to corner like shit. That's not always the case. Sometimes you can get into the corner better because your bike is calmer because it's more stable. So this is my spiel to you guys out there. Like, don't concentrate on weight so much. If you're a vet guy, and I understand you might have some money to, uh, because you're buying this bike, right? And I feel like in this range, if you're $12,000, you, you're well off. Or you're upper middle class and uh, you're not scared to throw some coin at a dirt bike. So that being said, don't worry about the weight so much. Um, if it was me, I'd add some more weight to it. I'd put spring forks on the thing. So it's not about how much it weighs. It's about where the weight is put and then how that balances it out when you ride. So... That's just something I noticed the other day. I was like, "Wow, seven pounds," which is more than I thought it would be. But and it, it feels uh, definitely feels more planted than in years past. So that is a plus. Um, okay, so let's dive right into it. So as the three test guys, you know, I think. Eddie Larratt, he was the bigger guy. If you watch the Racer X video, he's a bigger rider. He owns a Kawasaki. He actually really enjoyed the bike a lot because he can corner a little bit better. He thought stability was up. He owned a 2020.5 KTM factory edition, and he thought it was a night and day difference from when he last owned a steel frame bike. So that is coming from a previous KTM owner that is currently on a Kawasaki, and he walked away from the day thinking that he may... Um, He was in the market for a new bike, so he may think about getting one of these uh, new Rockstar editions or wait till the 23s come out and get one of those. So um, that's coming from him. Gary Sutherland, of course, he rode for KTM, won a couple titles for KTM, and he also thought it was more uh, stable. He is a rear-end steering rider, so he actually thought it cornered better. I'm on the fence with that still, and we'll get to my opinion in a minute, but he thought it cornered better, so he can really rear-steer this bike a lot. I watch him ride at Glen Helen, and there's no problem with him pivoting and just steering with the throttle and backing these things into these berms or on flat track. There's no berms, so he does that stuff really good. For me, I need something to bank off of. I need front-wheel feel, and I do have that most of the time with this bike But in Area 2, it's a little bit heavy. Not as heavy as the FC250, which you'll listen to that next week. But for me, this bike just doesn't flop down and stay down like last year's version. I'm going to play with some settings on the air fork and some sag height. Um, But as of right now, I'm about 105 on the sag, almost 11 bar on the fork. I'm about 10.9 bar on the fork with the compression in a little bit and that helps hold that front end up. But the chassis on lean angle, like going up Talladega at Glen Helen, uh, there was two points of concern for me on last year's bike. Going up Talladega when it gets choppy and it starts to gradually go up, it was always a little bit twitchy there. And then also on the infield after the finish, there's a couple like 90-degree sweepers where I have to be on the gas and kind of cut across some square edge. Never felt super comfortable in that area with last year's bike, even with cone valve and stuff on it, it. just felt like it was always just almost like a wet noodle, and it just it was just, like, wallowy. And I didn't like it. Never had a really great planted feel. If these corners were straight, had ruts, 180s, or if I had a straight shot into the corner with no angle to it, no problem. But when I have to lean a little bit and be on throttle steel with these knobbies, it was tough to get this thing planted, but this year's Husqvarna version is much better. I like that. Uh, it gives me more confidence. I'll take a little bit of a heavier feel in the corners versus having a unstable or twitchy feeling on lean angle when I'm leaning into my tires. So kudos to the guys over in the R&D area over in Austria for helping this frame along, stiffening it up in the areas that it needed. And for me... I don't feel as ass in low as I did in the past. And that's another important of the uh, aspect of this bike is I am ass in low on last year's version. And I always felt like I was having a chopper front end. So for me, coming out of corners under throttle, the rear end squat is not as apparent. And that has something to do straight because of the drivetrain itself is just lower than last year's drivetrain they kind of lowered everything there with the engine to the counter shaft sprocket to the rear sprocket. Everything is lower. Um, And the linkage has changed a little bit as well. So I like that they have a little bit of anti-squat. That is a huge plus for me. So overall stability is up. Cornering not quite as good as last year, but then again, I'm not too picky about that because it cornered so well anyway. So, It still corners better than a Yamaha. It still corners better than a Kawasaki. I do have more front-wheel feel than both of those bikes, so I do like that about this chassis. If you want to know what's different, KTM or Husqvarna, it feels very similar. I rode my KTM today just to check it out, and after about a couple laps, it took me a little bit of uh, time to get accustomed to my KTM, but it does feel a little bit different when you hop on it because of the shroud area and the fat front fender of the KTM. So... Aesthetically, I prefer the Husqvarna plastic just because it looks skinnier and feels better to me. Um, I like that. I can. Uh, I, I feel like I'm locked in a little bit better, even though the whole bike itself is the same. I just feel like I can get locked in on the on the K. I'm sorry, on the Husqvarna a lot better than the KTM. So after I rode the orange bike and the white bike or black bike back to back, it was apparent to me that there was less of a difference between these two bikes than last year's factory edition. So uh, if you're asking me, hey, Kiefer, which one should I buy? It honestly really is a toss-up this year. It depends which look you like better. Honestly, I love orange more than this black and rock star look, but the shrouds and the front fender is better looking to me on the Husqvarna. So if it was me, I would probably go the Husqvarna route and just buy different plastic with, you know, black shrouds and do my own graphic versus run the rock star graphic. But the orange bike is pretty sexy to me and I like that. I love the all orange seat. So honestly guys, seriously, it is just up to you what you prefer to to buy because the performance is the same. Engine feel also is the same to me. They both have More mid-range than last year's version, so the Husqvarna has more mid-range snap, has better recovery. I would say it's still pretty close to last year's bottom-end feel. It's still long and linear, but uh, it's just easy to ride. I battle back and forth with myself, and I just had this conversation with my wife the other night in the jacuzzi. It's like... I get burned out at times because I ride a shit ton. I ride a lot, and then some of the days I don't have to ride, I have to take Aiden riding, so I'm constantly around dirt bikes. I know you guys are saying, ah, poor Kiefer, Wah, poor Kiefer dirt bikes. But with anything, you do too much of it, or you do a lot of it, and you get burned out a little bit. So I need some excitement, and I'm a little bit of a guilty guy too because when I go race and I get serious, I mostly gravitate towards a Yamaha because I feel the, the most comfortable on that. But here's where I get a headache and I get dilemma. It's like I am faster and I brought my LitPro device today um, and I've had many laps at Glen Helen on my Yamaha. I am faster on a steel frame motorcycle, aka Husqvarna, KTM, than I am on my Yamaha. And I could correlate that to straight because of the engine character and a little bit of it being easier to corner. So, let me break this down for you. This engine character of the FC450 Rockstar Edition is, has snap. I'm not saying it's lethargic down low, but it doesn't have that herky jerky wop 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 feel like the Yamaha does. Like, it literally... Yamaha, you have to tame it down. I have to run a vortex on a Yamaha to calm it the fuck down. Like, I need you to roll on easier, homie. And it does that with work. This engine... With a little bit of work, we'll get some more snap, but honestly, it's a vet rider's engine dream. Like, it's linear, easy to ride. It's not going to tear your arms out. You have to hold on once it gets in the mid-range because it'll pull up these freaking hills really fast. It's deceiving, and it has a ton of rear-wheel traction. The Husqvarna up these hills, I could come out of these 180 bull turns and then just give it gas, and I don't have to worry about it wheeling as much as a yamaha so it just gets the power to the ground better without a a lot of loud noise and so it's deceiving because you feel like you're not going fast but the lap times show differently so when i do these lap times with the lip pro and i and i and i do like eight nine laps turn it off go out and do eight or nine laps so within those eight or nine lap blocks my lap time my fastest lap time is about a second sometimes 1.2 better than on my Yamaha. Of course, it's different days, different track conditions, but Glen Helen is Glen Helen, and I try to consider the time of day when I do these laps uh, versus my other, you know, comparative times with the Yamaha. So I can't argue lap times. I'm faster on the steel frame motorcycles. Now, this is where I have a hard time buying in on these steel frame Husqvarna motorcycles, is because of the suspension. The AER fork is not my best friend. We're not going to go out and party and hang out and bro down because it's, it gives me a little bit of a headache. It changes during the night, you know, like, hey, your buddy's cool, and all of a sudden at 1 o'clock in the morning, this buddy's drunk, and I don't know who the fuck this guy is. It's kind of the AER fork for me. I have them uh, in the morning, and it's pretty good. It's a little bit bumpy, not so bad, and then later in the day, boom, It's like, where did my comfortable friend go? It's gone. So it just changes too much for me to be uh, really confident in my front end. So I would want to go to a Spring Fork. Now, there are options for us, of course, in this area, but it costs more money. And I do not feel like dicking with it versus a Yamaha KYB setup where I can just hop on it and go and feel fairly comfortable and it's consistent. Now, I am going to. Instead of just going straight to cone valves, because I've told you guys this on podcasts before, I'm going to run an air forks for a long time and try it. And I have, and I've given it chance. I've ridden it with revalves. I, I've done things, and it's better, but I need that spring fork feel. Call me bougie. Call me old school, whatever. I need a spring fork because I feel comfortable with that. Uh, lean angle traction is better for me. I feel like it corners better. I have more front-end feel. I'm a front-end steering guy. So I'm going to try these WP drop-in spring conversion. Instead of going straight to cone valve, I'm going to try these $800 pieces and just drop these things in and see if it's going to give me that front-end feel without all the money. So that's my next step I'm going to do with this bike and and see how it does. And, of course, that adds a little bit of weight, but I don't care because I like an easy-to-ride engine, and I like stability. And I want some comfort. So hopefully we'll find that now with this new chassis that the Husqvarna has. I feel like there's some hope now, that we have some hope. Um, Also, before you guys get a hard-on for engine mounts, calm down. Ride the bike a little bit. Break this thing in. It's going to take 7 to 8, maybe even close to 9 hours to fully break in. I know my KTM feels a little bit more comfortable right now because it has 15 hours on it. This Husqvarna had 2.3 when it started today. So the uh, Husqvarna wasn't quite broken in. I'm going to give it a chance till 8 hours or so. So relax. Don't just buy in on these engine mounts because they're shiny and look cool. I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, R&D does a lot of work with engine mounts, and I'm sure they picked the best ones they feel like for, you know, this chassis. So that is important. Um... Don't spend more money than you have to is what I'm trying to say. You spend a lot of money on this motorcycle. Don't spend more money than you have to uh, when it comes to buying in on these steel frame bikes. There is some mods that you can do this Husqvarna. So Jamie at Twisted has the exhaust flange that you can put uh, up on this Husqvarna. They do fit, so I've, I've come to figure this out. On the new KTM and the Husqvarna, the exhaust flange that Jamie at Twisted sells can go on right on this new chassis, new engine, and it helps throttle response and better connectivity. I had a couple guys ride my KTM today, and they like, wow, it's, it's very responsive. Why? It's because of that exhaust flange. So a couple hundred bucks there, I would rather see you spend money on that and get a little bit more low-end feel and rear-wheel connection with that versus going to some chassis engine mounts right now. They need to develop those. If they're going to develop some new stuff with those engine mounts, then give them time. Don't be the first guy to buy these suckers. Uh, I always wanted to talk to you guys about the engine mount thing because we do a lot of that stuff in production testing, and it blows my mind how many people actually buy them right away. Not to say they don't work on some models because I've tried some aftermarket top mounts, and it, it works really well. Uh, we just tested some on the Pro Circuit Kawasaki KX250, and it works pretty good. Give this bike some time, some R&D time. Maybe wait till the 23s come out, and hopefully they'll be developed. Um, Going to the suspension on the Husqvarna, it is soft. The shock high-speed needs to be praised, though. I feel like it's less empty than it was a year, a year and a half ago. I feel like they added some high-speed dampening, which is nice. It's not so empty in the end stroke. The fork does have some initial comfort. There's not a lot of crust there. I'm sure you heard me use that word a lot with this fork. You don't have to break through the crust as much as you did in years past. Uh, Mid stroke feels less harsh. It's just, like I said, the air fork's a little bit tough for me to figure out during the course of the day. And that, you know, when we start with 10.6 bar, and then all of a sudden, two and a half hours later, I'm up to almost 11 bar. That's changing. Your, your, your feel of your bike is changing because your air pressure is going up. So, um, There is a lot of comfort within this chassis and the suspension. It's just the suspension is not consistent. So it's tough for me to figure out what is chassis that I don't like and what part is suspension. I can kind of take that away if I had some consistent fork feel. And for me, I need that. If I lived on the East Coast, for you guys listening, and you guys wanted some um, info on this bike, I feel like this fork wouldn't be as bad on the East Coast side of things versus the West Coast. You guys have stickier dirt. You guys have ruddier conditions. Your guys' uh, corners, I don't think, are as high-speed or choppy or hard-packed as what we have out here. So that fork, I think, would be better. That doesn't mean you get this bike and you need spring forks right away. East Coasters, I feel like this fo- this fork can work for the type of soil that you guys are riding. So... Um, Again, better balance out of the 2022 FC 450 Rockstar Edition than previous. It's not so ass in low. I do like all of that. I like all of that aspect. It's very nice. So ergonomically, again, I usually think that I'm not a low bar guy, but the Husqvarna stock bend is pretty good. Uh, I sit on the bike, feels good right away. I'm not worried about the cockpit as much as I am on a Yamaha. So that is an upside for me. Uh... I do feel like I drop my elbows a little bit more when I ride the Husqvarna in corners versus other bikes, but maybe that's just me. I will tell you guys this. You will stand up more on a Husqvarna or KTM factory edition than you will on any other bike. It is still light feeling, even though it kept its weight up a little bit for this year. You know, seven pounds, you got a little bit of a winter coat on, but I still feel like I can stand up in corners long and it doesn't really affect me as much as I do as it does like when I'm on a Kawasaki or a Yamaha. Uh, when I try to stand up in these corners out here on the green or blue bike, I feel like I'm losing time or losing speed. But I actually can pick up speed while standing up on the steel frame for whatever reason. It just feels planted. Uh, the cockpit area is nice when I stand up. So... Um, that's something to be mentioned, uh, for me, like I like to stand up a lot cause I'm a taller guy. So sitting downs only sit down when I get lazy. Um, so for me, it teaches you better technique as well. Uh, vibration isn't as much, uh, apparent on the Husqvarna as it is on the KTM, which actually makes sense to me. I know that I didn't even think about this on the racer X video, but the pro taper bar actually will dampen some of that vibration. Every time I come off a Japanese bike from an aluminum frame to a steel frame, I have always have more vibration through my feet and my hands, and that's because of the steel frame, you know, different harmonics. But with this Husqvarna, the the vibration through my hands isn't as bad as the KTM, and that has something straight to do with that Pro Taper bar. It has a has a good anti-vibration quality to it. Uh, even the new ACF bar by Pro Taper has a better anti-vibration quality than The Evo bar, so if you're looking for less vibration, the ACF bar is really good at that. Uh, Also, uh, another bar that's really good for anti-vibration quality is the Fast Flex bar. These guys are on board with us too now, and we have a discount code for that bar if you're looking for something a little bit different. Um, So I just noticed right away, like, there's less vibration, and I like that. Because when I first rode the KTM, I was like, holy shit, man. There's a lot of vibration within this bike. Uh, Look it. You're not going to find any other brakes, better brakes out there than you are going to be a Brembo. I mean, you, I want Brembo on my Yamahas when I go race. I want Brembo's on a Kawasaki when Aiden races. Man, Brembo just has a nice feel. The lever shape of the Husqvarna is nice. The blades feel good. The, the clutch, is, even though I'm not a huge hydraulic clutch guy, I love a cable clutch. I do appreciate that. This clutch on the Husqvarna is a little less on-off feeling than the KTM. I I don't know why. I rode them back-to-back today. I had a little bit more of a linear feel with the Husqvarna clutch. They used to be different back in the day. Now they're all the same. Uh, Long gone is the Magura side of things. So, yeah, for me, man, um, I'm a fan of how long this clutch lasts. I am a clutch abuser because I use the clutch as a tool. Ah, a tool, like John Tomac said in the Pulp Show. Eli uses his clutch as a tool. A-Ray loved that, so he just fries the shit out of his. But I do slip the clutch when I come out of corners to keep the front end down. That's a lot on the Yamaha because it's trying to wheelie everywhere. But I can get 25 to 30 hours on a clutch on a Husqvarna and a KTM, and I can't get half of that on a Japanese bike. Hey, guys and gals, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're going to do some commercials right now, so stay tuned. Get some discount codes. Save yourself some money. Smile a little. We'll be right back. Screenprintingdone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful T-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some T-shirts made? Yeah, buddy. Go to screenprintingdone.com. This is a T-shirt. You can get anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy. Or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. Com. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com. lubricants.com 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants info at BloodLubricants.com Mention the code Kiefer. Get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F Every 10 hours, now I can go 15 hours. So, great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at kieferringtesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20... That'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com, and he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex. Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, ProTaper.com. I'm currently using SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand-new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So Protaper.com, they have race-cut grips. They have sprockets. They have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. 720 212 4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris at Keeferinktesting.com or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 4685. Plum Creek funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and approved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages, and you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, PowerMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride, it is illegal and dangerous. Time, why- Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me Chris at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with Lip Pro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on liprolive.com. Guess who's back? Fair is back. Back with the show. Thanks for hanging tight. Parts, clutches, uh, bolts, things like that are just quality on the Husqvarna. I do, I have heard that the linkage bearings have been backing out a little bit on these bikes. So, You guys do have one of these. Pay attention to your linkage bearings and make sure that they're pressed in all the way. Some of our, some of them are creeping out a little bit, or just haven't been pressed in all the way in. And how you can tell is you'll be riding, your shock will feel like really dead, and just won't move as much. So that is the bearing hitting and going. Hey, we're not pressed in all the way. So do yourself a favor. Get yourself on your hands and knees. Look down there and look at the bearings. Maybe. And take some bolts out and see where those bearings are at and just kind of visually look inside there to make sure they're all pressed in right. There's been a few that have been doing that. I don't know if all of them have been, but it's just something to uh, mention that you guys uh, might have to experience if you got one of these bikes. And uh, it's easier just to look at and fix it versus before it goes south during one of your rides at the track. Uh, otherwise not a huge fan of lock on grips. They have lock on grips. Uh, like I said, with the gut seat cover, I'm a fan of guts, but the, the texture of this seat, man, it'll just eat your ass up. Uh, I already need to go to the bathroom already and hit some bag balm on my cheeks because that is a nightmare. Holy shit, man. Um, that is gnarly. So check, uh, the bag balm section at your store. Uh, it's basically, uh, Utter, utter cream for cows. It works really good on your ass when you have monkey butt or chafing in the ass, and this gut seat will do it for you. Keep an eye on your spokes on this, on this sucker. Husqvarna wheels are decently strong, but the spokes always get loose. So as soon as you break in your bike, check the spokes, check the sprocket bolts, all of that. Lock tight your sprocket bolts, and just make sure you're a-ok in all that whole area. Now, map one or map two. I'm more of a fan of map one. Gary is a bigger guy. He's harder on the throttle. He likes map two. Eddie was also a bigger guy at 230 pounds. He likes map two. But Gary also mentioned something to me today. I thought it was interesting. He wished there was was a map between map one and map two. Map two hit really hard, and that's what the Austrians wanted. They wanted to have a map two that, like, you could feel it, right? When you hit it, you're like, wow, there is a difference between map two and map one, which is great. But when you're kind of in between, you're like, man, I like a little bit more than map one. But map two, man, eh, it's a little bit too touchy for me. I had no problem. Map one was fine for me. Eddie was a map two guy. He had no problem. But Gary was like, man, I'd like something in between. He uh, So he decided to go to map two with traction control. And that's kind of what he found worked for him. Even in softer conditions, it, it just helped a little bit. But he still had some good rear-wheel connection. Quick shift again. Uh, is it a gimmick? No, it actually does work. I feel like uh, I talked to Zach Osborne. He was with us today. It's cool to have Zach o around. He is the new brand ambassador for Husqvarna, and uh, he rode with us today, and he thought the quick shift was going to be a little bit gimmicky, but he rode it, and he's like, eh, I'm so used to using the clutch, I probably will never use the quick shift. So I feel like if you are going to use it, the time to use it is off of the gate. When you blast off the gate and you got to shift a third really quick, Quick shift can really get you into that gear fast without having to lift up on your shifter as much and pull in the clutch. So I know some guys have to actually stand up to shift to get it up enough to, to make a shift. Well, this could be your, your dream shifting right here with this quick shift. So you can barely touch it. And it goes click, and it goes into third. So I would try to use that in that scenario versus when I'm riding. And then I would just turn it off after the first corner So I'm Just hit that button and turn it off. Uh, the kill switch and start button is a little bit recessed, and I don't really like the buttons. Again, I'm nitpicking here, but I don't like the buttons because you really have to push in really hard. And for me, uh, you got to hold the kill switch on a long time before it actually kills it, which is maybe a safety issue or a safety thing. I don't know. In case you're riding, you don't hit it. But, man, it's tough to get your fat-ass thumb and and start it. You really got to find your way in there because – of the way it's recessed in. So that's just something that I noticed. Um, another thing you guys can do, I use ZRT throttle tubes. It's expensive throttle tubes, like 200 bucks. but, man, I just put one on the KTM, and it really does help the pull. You can make a throttle tube with, like, the black cam because these things come with gray cams, which is a long throw. Uh, you can shorten that throw up a little bit, and ZRT has a bearing. It's very buttery, and it's just... And it's amazing. I had a couple guys today come up to me and go, man, I twist your throttle on the KTM. It's amazing. So that's ZRT over there. Um, they do a good job, and it's strong. Uh, you do have to do a little bit of work to put it on. you got to cut your bar a half inch and then put the throttle on and blah, blah, blah. But it's it's worth it once you get it on. Trust me. Uh, speaking of bars, this is an 811-millimeter long Pro Taper bar stock. I'll cut it down to 804, and I think you'll like it better. So that's what I'm going to do to this bike. 804 seems to work really well. And um, pay attention to your throttle cables. Throttle cables do wear out quick on this bike, 20 to 28 hours or so. You'll have a little bit of a hard throttle. You'll clean your throttle tube, and you'll still feel it. That means your throttle cables are smoked, just FYI. But overall, Husqvarna did a great job. Uh Every time I say Husqvarna did a great job, I don't know who to thank. KTM, Husqvarna, I don't know. It, it, it's blurred lines over here. I have no idea who I need to thank. The Austrians did a great job of getting a a good bike, a little bit better. Uh, again, very fun to ride. I'm quicker on the bike, so mm, it's tough. Might be riding this a little bit more. I'm just leaning towards. Heather always laughs at me, but I am leaning towards uh, riding a steel frame machine because it is a little bit more fun for me to ride at times, and I like the way it feels underneath me. So you may be seeing me more and more on an orange and white bike just because it feels really good. So kudos to the guys over at Husqvarna. If you have any questions, uh, we'll get some setup stuff over on my website, kefertested.com. I'll get some baseline suspension stuff up soon. Uh, but of right now, of FC 450, I'm about 11 bar. You know that was between 170 and 230, right? So that worked for all of us today. Uh, I don't think we changed clickers. It's nice to have uh, adjustments where you can make by hand. You don't. It's toolless, so you don't need a tool to make the adjustments. If you're on the track, you want to set your rebound, no problem. Just go underneath your fork uh, and use the plastic knobs to turn them. That's nice. Compression, same thing. And now the shock, it has a cover over the shock right there. You just simply take that cover off, which I shouldn't say simply because it is kind of a little bit of a pain in the ass to put it back on. But um, you can make your adjustments right there. I have not tried to ride the bike without the cover. Husqvarna tells me that I will hit the knob with my pants when I grip, so we will see about that. Right now they give you a vented and a non-vented cover. I am on the vented cover, so... It uh, gives me a little bit more mid-range. I do like that. And uh, again, fun bike to ride. Uh, give yourself a little bit of time to break it in. If you guys get one and you have some input, as always, chris at keeferinktesting.com. Email me. Let me know. I'm always uh, keen to see what you guys think about the bike and how much you guys love it. I mean, you're spending the money on it, right? I get these bikes for free. I tell you about what what I think and hopefully spend enough time on it to give you some durability options. But... I mean, you guys are spending the money on Let me know. Uh, inform me because sometimes I get a lot of good information from you guys out there that I maybe missed or didn't get uh, around to talking about because I don't have as much hours or time on one as you. So uh, I'm one guy here with a lot of different bikes to ride, so I can set you in the right direction. But as always, I rely on you guys to tell me uh, some information as well. So thank you for uh, collabor- collaborating with me. What are the... What are the kids say collab. Let's collab together. Um, As always, you guys, uh, thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the people that come up to talk to me at the track and tell me you like the show. And also, thank you to the people who actually give me some criticism and say what I need to do better or what they don't like. I'm always up for it. If you word it the right way, this is just like in life, and Steve needs to learn this as well, how you talk to people will get you farther than if you're just a fucking dick. So, uh, if you like the show and maybe you want to make it better and you have a suggestion, no problem. Come at me in a way, be like, hey, man, uh, I like the show. Or maybe you don't like the show, but hey, man, I don't really care for the show. I think I would listen to it if this, this, or this happened. I'm down with that. I'm not perfect. Uh, I'm not the Bible of testing, but I'm here to help you guys as much as I can. And I've been around a little bit, so hopefully some of my knowledge will help you within these podcasts and I come across as a normal guy. And that's what I am over here. I'm just another middle-class, blue-collar guy that loves to ride dirt bikes just like you. So uh, let's all help one another and uh, make these shows better and get the information out to you and help save you some money and spend your money in the right direction, right? Because that's what we're here to do. Um, Heather at com is the email. If you guys want some merch, buy some merch. Uh, it helps us out at you know, spreads that uh, Kiefer name around a little bit. We do have some nice t-shirts here, nice hoodies. Uh, you can go to our shop section on our website, or you can email Heather if you feel like uh, you're missing something on the site. But you can order stuff right from the website. Our new website is up, and it has a, a good interactive um, shopping area for you guys to get some Kiefer Ink merch. And you guys know my uh, address if you guys got questions and go to the racer x uh website as well racerxonline.com watch the videos they cover uh, a lot there these videos have been pretty long this year about f- mm, 15 to 22 minutes um maybe not maybe most of you guys don't want to sit through 20 minutes but i feel like people that want to know about the machine and get the information 20 minutes is about right and uh Especially if it's entertaining, right? There's a good F C 450 that's gonna be up over there on Racer X with Zach Osborne. I talked to Zach, talked to about talked to him about his race bike versus production bikes and now he's on production bikes and what the differences were and uh, yeah, I just try to do something a little bit different with Zacko. I really like him. We talk about his small hands and how far he has to reach to the clutch lever because he adjusts his clutch lever all the way fucking out. I have no idea how he does that, but he adjusts his... Every time I rode my bike after he rode it, I had to adjust my clutch lever all the way in, which is also a nice feature from Husqvarna because you can do all that shit with a knob. That's another bitchin' feature with the front brake and the clutch, clutch lever. I don't have to get a tool out. I can just go blip, 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 blip with the wheel, and it comes right back in. But Zacco runs his lever all the way out, both levers, brake and clutch. I'm like, how do you even reach it with your Hobbit hands? It's amazing. So... Yeah, all that over on racerxonline.com. All right, guys, so we'll be back next week with the FC250 Rockstar Edition, and uh, hopefully maybe get one of these guys that rode it in the studio with me, and we'll talk about it and uh, get you some settings for that bike. And thank you for joining me. We appreciate it. And as always, hit me up if you need something. See you at the track.